And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? You know it. You know where we at, man. We're we in Baltimore. <laughs> Ain't that what they can say? You know where we at with it. You feel me? You feel me? You know, we got to lean back. We got to lean back. You know what I'm saying? What up, though? What's up with you? Hey, you know, another day, another $4. <laughs> So you put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So you um. What's going on with the brand, the podcast? What's going on with everything? How's everything going? Uh, How podcasting treating you? Everything's good. About to do one more episode, then do a uh, <laughs> then do a uh, raffle, mm-hmm. and take a break, and then come back with season two. Okay. When's the jizz towels dropping? The what? The jizz towels. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the release? Where's the release date? Yo, that's not gonna be till next year. Oh, all right, all right, we holding on. I do have some jazz times coming. Ah, you heard that wait? Oh man, now niggas can stop going through their dirty socks and they shirt. Stop using your mama good towels. This week, man. Uh, before we get all silly and stuff, uh, recipes, juice world. Um, twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old Chicago native uh, passed away um, from a seizure. Um, which brings me to: uh, at what point do we put down the headphones and actually? Do what we can as fans to try to get an artist help. Um, Are we able to do that? Are we in a position to do that? No. As long as as long as you have people who encourage that behavior, mm-hmm. then they're gonna do it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like for example, I was watching uh, that that shit that happened in Jersey City. I I yeah, Whew, that was insane. Yeah, but there was a guy. Who was across the street from the van, mm-hmm. right? He, and he's looking out his window, and he's like, "I'm live, yo, I'm live." And I mean, the they rode the truck up his street. I mean, my man was you heard the shootout mm-hmm. right outside of his window, and he's looking out the window, holding his phone out the window, and folks is is popping up on his live, and it's kind of like, why? As long as there's somebody to encourage that behavior, they're going to do it. Yeah. So as long as you got fans who are like, yeah, do all the drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like Mac Miller. I was listening yeah. to him the other day. And it's kind of like my man OD on on drugs. Like, stop doing drugs. I mean, that's a wild statement. Yeah. But it's like, bro, you don't have to do all the drugs. Yeah. You know, smoke some weed, chill out. You don't have to do the codeine. And the, I feel like I feel like growing up in the 90s, we did everything. And now, like, the younger cats is doing it to the 10th power. Yeah. Like, it's. Yeah, so. It's like, top this. I bet you can't do this. Right. Yeah, like, um. 
I think my issue is starting to become the whole narrative of the artist is depressed, the fans that they're speaking to are also depressed, mm -hmm. but nobody's going to get help. Mm -hmm. Like, you're saying all of this, and you can relate to them, but nowhere is anybody talking about they overcame it. Right. It, it just becomes a, 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 like a still moment of, oh, all right, well, you're depressed. You take drugs. I'm depressed. I take drugs. I'm going through a lot, but nobody want to talk about it. Like nobody wants to actually do the necessary steps to get to a point of finding peace. Mm -hmm. That that's just us as a people. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. Like we we don't we don't get help for our mental health issues. Um, it's starting to turn around. Yeah, like people are really starting to say, "Hold up, time out." You know what I'm saying? But for the most part. Just being black, mm -hmm. we don't get help for our issues. Toss in the fact that, like, like, like you say, I'm depressed. You depressed? Hey, let's be depressed together. Yes. Let's let's be happy depressed on drugs. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, I think until like you know, I talk to my niece is twenty <clears throat> twenty one. Mm -hmm. I talk to her all the time. You know, um, like, hey, I, I know what's going on in your life, you know, for for the most part. You know, I know what issues you could have because, hey, I, I remember the day you was born. I mm -hmm. know the situation you came up in. Mm -hmm. Let's talk talk to somebody about it. Don't, hey, you may not be able to talk to me. And that's the thing. We don't feel comfortable. Um, we don't have those outlets. <clears throat> We're starting to find them. But, um I think it's just it's just us as a people, man. We don't feel comfortable opening up. Because then it comes down to, if you come to me like, hey, man, I'm going through some things. Excuse me. Then it's like, oh, you a punk. Uh -huh. Stop being so soft. Man yep. up. You know, and then it's like, damn, I can't man up if I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. So You make fun of me as soon as I bring you the situation. There you, yeah, exactly. It's a joke. Yep. Um, I reposted something, and I wanted to read it. Um. Juice World died and everything. I see how is it a I see about it. Um oh how sad he was. He just died out of nowhere. This is like her speaking of somebody saying it. When all he rapped about was taking pills lean and drinking away his depression. The fuck y'all thought he was a Decepticon above the rules of human anatomy? Consuming destructive substances and it's Oh, I don't know. Destroys the body. Him dying isn't sad. What's sad is everyone that bobbed their head to the hooks and listened to him telling you he was killing himself. Till it happened. Another life gone with a roller deck of depressive songs over dope beats. Hug your boys, man. Teach them emotional strength and health. Is mm -hmm. as, as bad as that might come across to most people, that's the truth. I don't think... I don't think <clears throat> as close as people may say they are to their friends, their friends don't know those battles that their friend is going through. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, man, I saw this. Uh, uh, shit, my cousin, he's really, really, um, you know, in tune with the universe and all that. And, um, you know, he put this quote up and it said, be kind to everybody that you meet because you never know what battles are fighting. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but at the same time, I get, I get what that person was saying. Um, 
But if you look at hip hop in general, mm-hmm. it's the there's always been a cry for help at every turn. Yeah, there's been a cry for help for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like like the 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 song um, Ti uh, just doing my job. You know what I'm saying? He's out there. He's saying, "Hey, I'm out here selling drugs, not because I want to, but because I have to." That's a cry for help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> there's never it, it. It didn't just start, you know, with with Juice World. Um, it, there, there's always been that. Hey, help me, you know, help us. You know, I'm I'm growing up in the projects in in Brooklyn, and I didn't moved eight times in six years. You know, I don't have a stable environment. Um, I didn't been in a shootout at the age of twelve. I've been selling drugs since 11. You know, my I don't know who my dad is. My mom didn't OD. I done been to jail four times. Like, they're, they're rapping about this. And we're just bopping our heads mm-hmm. to it. So it's always been that cry for help. And we've always put our hands up, put our, you know, headphones on, you know, and, and bop to it. Mm-hmm. So that's, oh man, that's a, that's a hard one to, to kind of pinpoint and say, this needs to be done. It's not an easy fix. It's not a quick, quick fix at all. Mm. Um, on a, or recipe juice world, um, on a better note, uh, Eminem versus, uh, Nick Cannon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I haven't even, uh, bro, I don't even know how to unpack this one. Like, first of all, like, Still. Isn't Mariah Carey married again? Yes. No, she's married and divorced again. Ah. So ah. I mean, <laughs> you got you got one of the greatest rappers in hip hop history. Not Nick Cannon. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Like you got Eight Mile versus What's Love Got to Do with It? <laughs> Shout out Christina Milian. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got Stan versus Gigolo. I'm a Gigolo. <laughs> Yo, I don't even know what Nick Kelly was on the street then. Uh, uh, he know, really was. Right in jail, you motherfucker. But still, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, he was definitely on the road with that one. Here's my thing. And this is what I was thinking about. So, boom. Eminem did this to. No, not Eminem. Nick Cannon did this. Somebody did this. Somebody did this. That was in my fab voice. <laughs> no, somebody did this. Somebody did this. Um, <laughs> all right, so I think Nick Cannon did this to kind of like propel the Black Squad's career. The battle rappers that he surrounded himself with. The Hitman Holla, Charlie Clips, Conceited, and mm-hmm. I don't even know what that other kid name is. But if you... I know I'm not the greatest rapper, right. but I know what I have around me. I know that battle rappers really don't perform well outside of battle rap. They always have the stigma of battle rappers can't rap on records. Right. So if I put them in this position against someone that has the credibility, it's a it's a win it's a win for my team and my label. And if I do this, I'm thinking, well, shit, maybe. Maybe Eminem will come with somebody that's of high quality because he got the whole Griselda. Yeah, he got 
uh, slaughterhouse, whatever pieces they yeah, got. Yeah, he got Royce. Right. Uh, possibly Crooked Eye. He also has um, what's his name? Buddy. Yeah. Buddy signed to him. Not Buddy. Uh, Boogie. Boogie okay. signed to him. Uh, Buddy signed to I believe Pharrell. Um, but that makes it makes a lot of sense for him though. It, that's how I'm looking at it. Here's the thing though. If that's what if if that was if that is <clears throat> Nick Cannon's uh end game, he could have just said, Hey M, I'm the coach of the black squad, you the coach of the red squad, you bring your best five, I'ma bring my best five, we gon' we gon' He did. He's been doing that. He's been saying that. But I mean, if you Eminem, why would I do that? I really don't like you. Right. So why why would I come on your show to battle you? And all uh, all fun and games, it really only benefits you because I ain't got to be on TV ever. True. Very true. He, Eminem could sit back in the middle of Canada and still make money. But like I say, I think Nick Cannon, like he went about it totally wrong. Uh-huh. Like, bro, nobody wants to hear, nobody wanted to, nah, I'm, I ain't going to say that. I wanted to hear Nick Cannon rap in <laughs> 2002. <laughs> yes, I was listening to, hey, man. I, <laughs> hey, I. I can admit that, <clears throat> but it's like, bro, it's we it's twenty twenty. We twenty years later, like Nick, chill out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I just think he went about it completely wrong, mm-hmm. and I don't listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. I it's just frustrating. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's get into this episode, man. Um, first up, we have YG blaming on the streets. Um, what kind of love do you think YG gets in LA? A lot, whole lot. Mm. I think uh, yeah, he he gets he gets game type love. Oh, uh, okay. Now, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but speaking to the point, did did you hear what they were saying? What? Like oh, was, uh, just the culture of um, yeah. don't blame it. Okay, don't blame mom. Okay, I get what you're saying. You see yeah. What I'm saying? yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole point. Is I every, made these decisions as a man. Everything, everything in hip hop is pretty much saying our world is fucked up. Yeah, you know whether you from Baltimore, Queens, Detroit, Chicago, San Francisco, wherever. For some reason, our world is completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying, you, my mom did all she could do to raise me right, but I'm out in these streets, and that's the streets raised me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he get he gets a lot of love. What do you what do you make of YG's career? Uh, um. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, I think, but it was like, no, nah, I won't say weird, cause he he put himself in this position, where where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Um, hell of an artist, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I I, I think it it took like I, uh when he showed up at the um fashion show with a bulletproof vest on, everybody was like. Whose man's is this? And he was like, I'm here. Yeah. And I think a lot of people took notice. And then when he made fuck Donald Trump, everybody was Ooh. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, which has the bigger impact on his career? The association with Jeezy early on or being a West Coast artist at a time that it wasn't many high-level acts? Being a West Coast artist? Mm. Um, because I think for the last, what's this, almost 2020? Mm-hmm. At least the last 10, the 10 last years he's been around. Ten, yeah, he's been around for 10 years. But I'm trying to think of outside of Kendrick Lamar, there have not been any big, big names except for you can go game, Kendrick Lamar, and that's it. So, like, I, I wouldn't say his association with Jeezy. Because Freddie Gibbs was associated with Jeezy, and he's bigger now without Jeezy. Yeah. But I think I think why YG just him being and then on top of that his association, you know, he held it down with with Nipsey Hussle. That that kind of helps push him forward too. You know, not not that he's using that as a as a springboard, but people know him. People who didn't know him know him now. Okay. Um, next up we have DJ Khaled featuring J. Cole, Jermaine's interlude. No more reason for crying, that shows you how stupid I am, cause niggas is out here dying, from police that flash the siren and pull up and just start firing, niggas murking each other in murky water, I try and swim, how the fuck do I look when I brand you bought some diamond, said all that I can say, now I play with thoughts of retirement. Said all I can say, now I play with thoughts of early retirement. Cole is dropping what is to be his last album to fall. Do you believe he will retire afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's he's hit that he's hit that pinnacle. Mm. So so why mess up your legacy? Mm. You know, it's there's no, nothing left for him to accomplish. Mm-hmm. He's been considered one of the best rappers, one of the greatest rappers. He's done everything the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a point for him to keep making music if he doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he's bored like Jay-Z when, when Jay-Z did uh, Kingdom Come. Because he was like, I'm retired. I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then he did Kingdom Come and they was like, well, why'd you do it? He was like, I was bored. This is what I am This is what I do. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I, I think he, he, he can retire because, I mean... He's made he's made his impact on the on the culture, so you know, yeah, it's not it's not enough for him to do. Mm. Um, I feel like everybody creative should listen to that. Uh, the verse, um, he tells artists to stand tall and don't sell your soul. Um, I I like J Cole. I'm kind of pissed off at Cole because he released the tickets for the Dreamville Fest. During the fucking week in the holiday season, bro. Like, I don't have the money to do that shit right now. But let these motherfuckers be on sale next week. I'm getting it. But, um... I... I personally... I'd rather listen to a Cole album than a Kendrick Lamar album. I am a, a Cole fan versus a, a Kendrick Lamar fan. Mm-hmm. Um, To harp on what you were saying about he's done everything. Like, yeah. He's put out albums. He's put out albums... By himself, done done the numbers that he did with people on his album. Everybody was bitching about him not having nobody on the album. So boom, so I go a year straight doing features. 
killing everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. So now, my last feature is I do it. I end it right with a gangstar feature, and it's like, all right, I can do. I can. I'm good now. Yeah, I'm yeah. good now. You know, I don't know if if the artist in him would want a a Nas record. Um, mm-hmm. him and Nas, but he has one with Hov. Mm-hmm. He has Push Up Gay. All he has, he if, has the resume. If he did anything else, it'd just be for for fun, for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. Man, shout out to Cole, man. I do want to go to Dream Dream Fest though. Yeah, Dreamville Fest, but yeah, it ain't looking like in the cards. You know, speaking speaking of you know to to kind of kind of bring it back. Remember when he was he was going through some shit. And he had a song called um, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yes. Man, that was deep. Yeah. You know. That was on For Your Eyes Only, right? Yep. Okay. It was the first song. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of, like, you know, if there's a song about, hey, help me, you know, or I got some shit going on in my head, that was definitely it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think artists utilize, artist music is a cry for help. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, if you can catch the cry of help to use it as it's a cry of help and kind of like an example of how you can fight this battle mm-hmm. but I don't think people grasp it to actually fight it though right. they just cling on to it and be like oh well yeah that's yeah I understand I'll go through that too but it's like next I'll go through that too yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what we got Chance the Rapper, all we got featuring Kanye in a choir. What choir is this? My baby mama to my fiance. She like music, she from Chicago Children's Choir. My daughter couldn't have a better mother. If she ever find another, you better love her. Man, I swear my life is perfect. I can merge it. If I die, I'll probably cry in my own. This is off the Coloring Book album. I definitely like this way better than the most current album. I come across a lot of people that don't really care for Chance's music. Some say he's too positive or whatever that means. And at the... <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. How the fuck are you too positive? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I haven't watched the show that he has with uh, Cardi B and T.I. But a lot I mean, of people were saying that if... He was like dubbing the the contestants if they didn't say anything about like God or church related. I don't know. I'm only going by what people say, which is unfortunate. But you know, but I, I and I also think we're in an era of people they just hate everything. Yeah, you feel me? Like so, you have Chance the Rapper. And then you got a smoke perp or a little pump that, or you got somebody that's speaking on negative stuff or stuff like that. So mm. you have this one, like Kanye, literally, literally the the old Kanye, mm. the old Kanye, like the whole oh well he's he's talking about this. I don't want to hear about no pink polos or you know I don't want to hear about none of that. He's not street. You feel me? Like during that time yeah, era, yeah. you feel me? Okay. Like so, all right, all right. I, I get it. Um, I fucks with Chance though. Do you like Chance music? Uh, yeah. I don't listen to it enough. Um, mm. he's he's definitely a bright light, you know, because you can only listen to so much. Fucking kill. <laughs> remember the day? Remember the day? I think I texted you, man, and I was like, you was like, hey, hey, what you up to? I was like, I'm raking up leaves in my yard, listening to music about killing people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in between all of that, man, you got to have a chance to rap. Uh-huh. You know, he's not he's not as preppy as, as for real. Damn sure not as street as, like, uh, like, like you say, he's not Lil Pump. He's not Benny Siegel. Nothing like that. So, yeah, he's a, he's a great, you know, force in, in uh, rap. Mm. Um... <laughs> No. Oh, Bill Clutch, keep going. Next up, we got LL Cool J by yeah. Aline's <laughs> request. Doing it. I'm in the mix now, searching for the right spot to hit now. Get down. Let's make it last. Work, we ain't going out like that. All this time you've been telling me that you was a dumb. I tried to warn you, girl, you wouldn't listen. Now let's get it on. She was drifting into a whole nother podcast there. Uh, um, <laughs> in 2019, damn near 2020. Let's say a uh, 17 year old came to you and asked you about LL Cool J. What is the first song you would tell them to look up? I'm bad. He really killed it. He got like four verses on that motherfucker, too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. I, I start with I'm bad. Um,. Then go with I need love. Mm-hmm. Um, then four, three, two, one. Uh huh. And then um, come back with Hey Lover. Okay. Now, why are you choosing these particular songs? Cause they were well. I'm bad. Was it was like cause radio was his first hit, but it just seemed like I'm bad was it was a more kicking the door in your face you know um i'm here i you know what i'm saying i'm on def jam i'm a rap artist on def jam the, you know one of the first the the first big label and he was new well he wasn't new but it was the second album mm-hmm. um and it's one of my favorites like that's when i you know i i heard radio but for some reason man that bad i think i still got the tape somewhere mm, from 86 sure. I have the original tape somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, looking at shit. Like, yeah, it's it's somewhere in one of these boxes, man. You got the Tupacalypse one right there. Yeah, I actually bought that at uh, Soundgarden. Really? Yeah. I gotta get back down to Soundgarden. Yeah, I thought it was already closed. Uh, they were they were downsized last last time I went. So, That's so sad. Yeah, it really is. Um, mm. but let me see, like, and then you got. Four, three, two, one. That that's just a classic, cause it got red meth, um, and it was just such a, I, I, I can't even call it. Does know? does that whole controversy between him and cannabis overshadow how great that record is? No, no, because I mean it's like with any any beef, you know, Nas and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no dog in that fight. I don't give a shit if Jay Z bang Nas's daughter's mother. You know, so what? That's that's their business. That's uh-huh. You know, hey, that's on them. I just put my headphones on. Um, and everybody knows cannabis wouldn't wrap too tight anyway. It seemed like he just—I don't know—it was weird after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, that I think that's that's kind of forgotten for the for the most part. Um. But yeah, 
LL, his music will always be under underappreciated. Um, just like him as an artist, he'll be underappreciated. Mm. Let me see, cause he's cause it's twenty twenty. I think he's in his fifties. So it won't be until like maybe another ten years. But why? If if Hov is in his fifties, Hov is made. Let me see. LL came out in eighty six, and Hov. When did Reasonable Doubt drop? Ninety six. All right. So by so by ninety six, LL. I won't say he fell off, but wasn't nobody really checking for him. Yeah. That was when, like, Hate Lava came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Doing It. Doing It. I yeah. think this was 95. I thought Doing It was a little bit later. It's 96. Okay. But, like... Whoa, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. This is a... This is a greatest hits. Hold up. Um, yeah, 95 was Mr. Smith. So, that's... I shot you. Okay. But then you, you had... You had so much coming out at that time. You know, you had Goody Mob, um, Ice Cube, um, shit, what else? Biggie, Jay-Z. It was just so much music, man. And and LL kind of, he just kept falling lower and lower on the the ladder. Mm -hmm. And just to the point where people just kind of stopped checking for him if you weren't already a fan. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like not too many people were fed. Tribe Called Quest. You know what I'm saying? We had, shit, 96. What else was out? Um, Death Row. With, pfft, come on now. Yeah, Snoop, Dre, Tupac, Master P with the No Limit. It was just way too much music for, L- for, for people to be like, oh shit, LL got a new album out. Uh-huh. It was like, the options were there. Yeah. You know, it was a question mark. LL got a new album out? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he just got lost in the in the shuffle. Mm. Next up, we have... Um, hmm. Foxy Brown, BK Anthem. Brooklyn. I wonder if you say Palooza on Friday. Let's talk about Foxy Brown real quick. At one point in hip hop, you had to name Foxy Brown along with Lil Kim as top female rappers. Now it just seems like when people name legend hip hop female artists, they exclude Foxy from the books. Why is that? I think because her, her legal troubles. You know what I'm saying? It just seemed like she was just she just had a run of uh like just bad luck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then she didn't put out any albums because she couldn't because you know her her she went deaf at one yeah, point. Yeah, she went deaf. And um, Lil Kim, you know, because we glorify uh the bad guy, mm-hmm. so so to speak. Lil Kim went to prison. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And um. <clears throat> that that kind of, you know, everybody's like, oh, she kept the code of the street. She didn't say nothing, da 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 da. And then, which is crazy, cause she hasn't put out any music, but somehow she put out album this year. Fati, yeah. I mean not Fati, uh, Eminem, uh, Little Kim. Right, but yeah. but between, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a, 
and I think I think um um Foxy's association with Jay Z and it just seemed like he was cutting the strings off of everybody. Yeah. He was like, Oh, you if it seemed like if you said anything if you if your name was not Memphis Bleak, uh-huh. you was getting chopped. She got chopped. Mm-hmm. Whereas um Lil Kim can always be associated with Biggie. Uh-huh. And he will always go down as being one of hip hop's legends, one of the greatest. He can't dispute that. Yeah. You know, he can't come back and say, Oh no, I don't fuck with her like that. Uh-huh. So she can always kinda kinda buddy up. And then on top of that, um fucking I don't even know what to fucking call this nigga. Diddy, Puff Daddy, I don't know what the fuck. Puff. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's he got the bad boy tour going. Yeah. So she's all so she's gonna stay relevant. Yeah. So yeah, the people are gonna say her name more than Foxy because she's Hell, she got a TV show from that shit. She did. Foxy Brown have any classic albums? Um, I'm actually man. What's that one? It had that Jamaican beat. Broken Silence. Yes, that's her best album. Yes, that to me that is Foxy Brown. Foxy uh, Brown got about three, maybe four albums. Yeah, Broken Silence is probably her best album. And to think that came out in 2001. Yep. And her first album came out in 97? 90, 97? 97. No, no, no. 96. 96. No, no. China, dog. Big Vermont, y'all. 99. Oh, wow. No, no, no. 96. 96 okay. was Il Nana. I, I apologize. Okay. Il Nana, Ch- China, dog. Il Nana is 96. China, dog is 99. Broken Silence is 2001. Yeah. That was her best album. Man. That was... And it was like... What the fuck was on there? BK Anthem. This mm-hmm, one. Oh, one. yeah. Uh, Candy. Tables Turn. Run Them. Uh, About My Paper. Run Your Shit with Capone and Noriega. Gangsta Boogie. Yeah, was, that was her best album. Yep. I remember that shit. Yeah. I remember that shit. Because she had got with some Jamaican dude. Baby Sham. Yes. And yeah. For some reason, she got her music just got way well, better. Amazing. She tapped into her actual uh, Trinidadian um, heritage. That's what And okay. it showed, and it was genuine. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, it was no debating in this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, shout out to Foss Boogie, bro. Shout out to Foss, man. Um, it goes all around. <laughs> that stuff, we going back to Fayetteville. J. Cole, A Tale of Two Cities. Since the young and now we dream of getting rich. Yeah. Look at me, my, my nigga. nigga. Fantasize about a white picket fence. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 That's all I need, my nigga. Throw some 20s on that bitch and get it rinsed. But now I see, my nigga, that the world's a lot bigger ever since. Picked up the paper and they say, my nigga, Eddie caught a body, I'm convinced. Anybody is a killer. All you gotta do is push him to the lips. Um, let's think twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. What do you think people will say about Cole as an artist versus him as a record executive? Way better artist. He's not gonna get the credit as a record executive because his artists aren't. Um. Blowing up like that, like him. Yeah. Okay. Like, like for example, Boss. Okay. I mean, to me, Boss is a hell of an artist. Mm-hmm. But unless you're a, a Dreamville fan, unless you're a Cole fan, mm-hmm. unless somebody says, "Hey, go listen to this dude," 
he's not going to blow up like that. Mm. So because of that, you know, it's it's very rare that somebody from the camp gets, you know, blows up to the point where you're, where they outgrow the, you know, the the original artist. Uh-huh. So, um yeah, he's he's not going to get that. He's not going to get that that credit as a uh Record executive more than he would get as a uh, artist. Mm. Um, I I like the discovery of Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her music. Um, she's a great R and B singer. Uh, Shea Butter, Baby is a, a really good album. Um, I don't know if you listen to that. It's really good though. Um, That's part of yeah. A couple they, songs. He has a good stable of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think out of that twenty. 28 I mean 2008 to 2010 group of artists him Kendrick Cole he has the best eye for talent um mm-hmm. has the best the best situation to get talented artists that are his artists yeah versus like you know how Drake has he came up with the weekend he got party next door but I think I I really don't care for party next door like that um uh, weekend's new song is cool I've never been a big weekend weekend fan me either um, I guess you gotta do drugs or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, shout out to Cole, man. Um, let's see. Uh, next up, we got uh, Nori Noriega, super thug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man, real man. <laughs> Man, we was we was just running around the campus like crazy, mm-hmm. and somehow, um, that was like our theme song. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm laughing, dude. Because we used to go to parties, and you had, because first of all, it wasn't, you know, at the time this was '96. No, no, I'm sorry, '96. This was '97. 97, 98. So it wasn't a lot of black students up there. And we all knew each other. You go to a party, you had all the frats. You know, they all be in there doing their thing. And then you had this group of knucklehead freshmen, which was us. And this song would come on. And they would actually make a way for us to get to the middle of the dance floor. And we would just be, oh my God. Do the niggerish things. The most niggerish dances possible. Yo, 18-year-old me was a fucking knucklehead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, so, um, what do you make of Nor's new career as a podcast journalist? Dude, he is fucking amazing. Um, I just... His show on Hulu. 
Um, I just the added cooking joint. The, the, the uh, not now we on the runny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it, so I just I literally just added it. Um, <clears throat> I think he's he's found a great lane, man. You know what I'm saying, and 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 the fact that he's he's never he's never been been the kind of person that seemed to be um, not trustworthy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like fake. He's always just been, hey, this is me. This is who I am. But you know, bang, this is it. And then with Drink Champs, I think um, he took he took what what Joe Button did and made it better. Okay. Like Joe Button is kind of like. I think Joe Budden is up and down. Like, I'm okay. fuck with you some days. I'm not going to fuck with you other days. Okay. I think Nori is just like, I fuck with everybody. Okay. And everybody's like, we fuck with you. Okay. And he just took it from there. I hmm. love it, man. Um, Pharrell is also featured on this record. Um, If you were an artist, would you want a verse or a hook from Pharrell? Hook. Okay, why is that? He Versus just, a verse. He's not, um, he's not, uh, depends on the song, because mm-hmm. you think about fronting, great, great song, great Saturday night party song. Uh huh. You know, I, I wouldn't. You can't have a song like uh, I was listening to Hot Damn Ooh, today. Love that song with Ab Live with yeah. Roscoe P. Cold Chain. Imagine that Rose Royce Sash. Yeah, unfashioned. They they talking about selling dope. You don't get that from Pharrell. I had no styles like ice cream clothes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know yeah, that's saying? funny. You, you just don't get that. Yo, that's funny. That is, that is, you're, you're correct. You're but, correct. you know, you got a song like Happy. Yeah. And for real, you, you just want to just fucking jump up and just start fucking twirling and dance. Well, maybe not twirling. Yeah. But, they don't want to twirl. But it's a, it's a feel good song. Yeah. So, give me a hook. I think I identify with Pharrell because he's like, he isn't that. He knows he isn't that. Yeah. He yeah. might surround himself with that, yeah. but he isn't that, and he's comfortable being who he is in his own skin. They understand Pharrell's, I am, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is just me. Like, I fuck with all of y'all, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's dope. We have KRS1, Step Into My World. Step Into My World. Shut up. Does the remix to this song? Does this version of the song actually? Um, by the time this comes out, there are multiple great MCs to come along. Now, do you feel like this is KRS One's attempt to stay within the limelight by getting someone like Puffy at the time? I believe this is uh ninety five. That was yeah. This is ninety five. Mm-hmm. 
97. So this is 97. It was pretty much the one of the heights of Puffy's. Well, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't because he lost big in 97. It was. Um, but I'm just saying with yeah. that style of music, do you think this was KRS-One attempt to stay? E easily. Because to somebody like me, <clears throat> in 97, I was 17, mm -hmm. going on 18. So KRS-One had been making music since the late 70s, early 80s, all, all throughout the 80s. He, he like like to me he was a he was a first generation of rappers. You know what? That was the wrong thing. Puffy did this version. And we won't stop because we can't stop. But even and even still, I, I remember. But but no, what, what I was gonna say was I remember I remember that album. You do? I remember seeing it in the store. Okay. And to somebody like me, 17, 18 year old in 97, I wasn't picking that shit up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said before, you had Big, Big Just Died, but you still had Jay-Z, you had Puffy, you had Master P, you had all these other guys. I wasn't getting a KRS-One album. However, mm. by him, and he, I guess, you know, in, in his, his... Now in his you know foresight or whatever, mm -hmm. him saying, "All right, if I go to if I go with Puffy, somebody who eighteen year old me could identify with, yeah, I would pick up that KRS One album." Okay, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So yeah, he he did that at, on purpose. Hmm. That was smart. Right. I don't know how well the album did, but it didn't do well at all. Okay, and nobody I knew was like, "Hey man, you get the new KRS One." <laughs> It was like, no. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> uh, that's that we got Lost Boys. Jeeps, Let's, Coops, uh. Beamers, and Benz. Uh -huh. Ooh, that was a lot. Who are the Lost Boys? Uh, man, that's a good question. Outside of Freaky Ta and Mr. Cheeks, Mr. Cheeks, Pretty Lou, Speak oh, Bow Legged Lou, <laughs> man, um, it just sucks, man. I always thought, I always thought Mr. Cheeks was a hell of a rapper. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? It just they they didn't get enough shine, um. And then I, I I didn't know this man, but apparently there was a gang in Queens called the Lost Boys. I didn't know that. And they used to put in some work, from what I heard. Oh. And that might have been their downfall. Cause wait a minute, yeah, one of them did catch a a murder charge, or or one of them died. Uh, free child died. Yeah. But I do have a question though. Um, which was a bigger song, this song or Renee? Renee. Why is that? I don't know. <sighs> it was the storytelling that yeah. got it? Okay. Yeah. It was, it was like, uh, it was along the lines of Brenda's got a baby. Yeah. 
Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I automatically associate uh Renee with New York Undercover. Yeah. Yep. That's back when New York Undercover was was great and it had always starred a whole bunch of like guest starred a whole bunch of rappers. I really loved mm-hmm. the one with Sticky Fingers. <coughs> uh and the one that sticks out in my mind is the one that G's <coughs> homeboy was like in a gang or something like oh, that. He got killed. I remember that episode. Yeah. Damn, yep. That was yeah. sad. That shit was sad as shit. Yeah, man, I'm, they always had... There was this one artist that was on that show. Her name was Billy Lawrence. Billy Lawrence? Yeah. She had a song called Happy. It was a real happy song. She did... She Remember when um, uh, Rampage had a song out? Oh, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rampage had a song out. She was on that. Anyway, I'm just... Yeah, man, that was, <laughs> Fucking 90s. Yeah, that's like a cool 94, 95. Yeah. Like 96. Um, that's what we got. ODB. Got your money. Featuring Khalees. <laughs> Let's imagine if ODB didn't die mm-hmm. and he got a hold of social media. What do you think that ODB would be doing with social media right now? He would just be making a whole bunch of live videos, <laughs> just running around Brooklyn, just acting a complete fucking fool. I think him and his son, they would be no good. Yeah, done together. Oh god, because his son is wild. Yeah, that's a wild nigga. That nigga got hella kids, just like his father. Just like his father. <laughs> yeah, his son is wild. They would just be acting a complete ass. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Why <laughs> <laughs> out? I think he would be up there with Gilly and um, Plas. Just funny as shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Funny as shit. Cause, oh, my God. Gilly. Oh, man. That dude. Yeah. Gilly, is he's a special kind of dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's all you can say. Um, next up, we got Snoop Dogg. Who am I? What's my name? What's my motherfucking name? What's my motherfucking name? How important is the 70s funk music to the West Coast sound that we heard in the 90s? Oh my god. I think without. It was a perfect mix of Dre and the funk. Mm-hmm. Um, it just came along at the right time because I think 
Matter of fact, man, I'm, I'm it's interesting that that you said that because um, I've been listening to uh, the radio station from one of Marvin Gaye's songs, mm-hmm. and it's all old school hits, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all samples. I love that. You know what I'm saying? You so know I love some I, samples. Hey, right, <laughs> so I made a playlist called Sample Junkie, and this song is popping up, and it's and it's like the songs have always been there, mm-hmm. right? But it takes a it takes a special person to find that track, to find that loop or find that beat, pull it out. So Dre Dre was that special person, um, and it defined the West Coast. Mm. I won't say just Dre. You got to count DJ Quick in there. Uh huh. Um, who else you got to count in there? Yella. Yeah. You know, we um, talking about from production standpoint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Big Cat. Yep. Um, um, Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. Um, even even to today, Yeski. E- Ooh. Yeah. Damn, yeah. I ain't heard that name. Again. Yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Damn. And the and the crazy part is, we all naming. We're we're naming all South South Cali. Okay. Artists, you still got Northern Cali. Okay. You know what I'm Who saying? would be considered in Northern Cali? I I don't know. I shit. To me, you 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 got E E forty is the godfather yeah. of, of Northern Cali rap. Oh, what's um rapping Fote? Uh, e four uh E A Skeep is with E forty though, right? Damn, what's I, the nigga name? I wanna, I wanna say yes. Um, Rick Rock. Rick okay, Rock. I heard. And even even um Spice One had a song that had a nice groove to it. Um, Trigger got no heart. Okay. Um, but I think I think that I think that song, along with the Chronic, you know what I'm saying, it kind of helped spark that that G funk West West Coast funk. You know, you got to throw DJ Quick in there. Mm-hmm. Gotta gotta include him in there, um. Like even even today, man. I I was watching. I was listening to uh, Thundercat and Terrace Martin. Even the music they make, it's got that it's got that feel to it. Hmm. Excuse me. Um. Next up, we have Public Enemy, Rebel with, without a pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. That's her government name, Joanne Chesimard. Huh. 
Wow. Yeah. Every episode you find, you I find know, a man. way, just, bro. I know, and I, I love, love it. it. I love everything about history it. Shit. But that was the only thing I put up for the last episode. I felt like it was it was the most important thing that was discussed oh. in the episode. Uh-huh. So, you know, I appreciate it, bro. Nice. Just, you know, only at Baltimore County Fabric Podcast. Only. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, are you a big PE fan? Have to be. Why? Just coming up, coming up in in eighties, nineties. Mm-hmm. You gotta be okay. They they helped define. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what effects did their music have on hip hop in the area? Every everything, because they were that that conscious movement of Queen Latifah, Moni Love, N.W.A. Uh huh. Um, even though people. You know, consider NWA gangster rap. The fact that they were saying "fuck the police." Mm-hmm. Here's why: that that's still you know conscious rap. Um, X Clan, um, Public Enemy was the they were the the catalyst. Okay. You know, they were at the fir- first in the line to say, "Hey, you know, th- this is what we about." You know, you had Terminator X, Professor Griff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um and then and then Do the Right Thing was one of the biggest movies. It's one of the biggest movies in, in movie history and black history and American history. And the um theme song of that movie is Fight the Power. Uh-huh. Like you you can't deny their place in the culture. So if you was if you was born if you heard their if you heard their music in the eighties, you you have to be influenced by them. Um how do you feel about Chuck Diaz a rapper? I, shit, I thought he was great. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was he was perfect place, perfect time. Um Looking back at it, you kind of wonder how the hell did him and Flavor Flav even cross paths? That's a very good question. <laughs> that is, you know, that like, is a very <clears throat> talk about yin and yang. Yeah, um, I've been fed the fuck up. <laughs> like, nigga, you gotta go, bro. I'm sick of this shit. All right, I'm so sick of this. And Flav was doing hella drugs. They said he had a thousand dollar day crack habit. Some shit. Like was that. doing crack. Yeah. Yeah, he was out there. Um, which was always weird because I'm like, is he the comic relief? Is he the? I just never understood how Chuck D and Flavor Flav came together. Yeah, but Chuck D as a rapper, man, it was per- perfect place, perfect time. Uh huh. He couldn't rap today. Yeah, you know, I, and I think um, the the last album. Cause they had they they had Rebel Without a Pause, and Fear of a Black Planet, and I think they did one more after that, but but their time had passed. Okay. You know, I think I think Do the Right Thing was like that was their peak. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. it was it was right place, right time. Mm. That stuff we have uh, Mace looking at me. I remember seeing this video. I'm like, man, you know, I'm 
on that channel that Tavis Smiley has a show on now. Or maybe it was actually like a Tavis Smiley show. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Now, what the hell did you... Uh, can a young man get money anymore? Huh. Let my pants stack down to the floor. Really do it matter as long as I score. Okay. Can't my car look better than yours? Can I have a bad bitch without, without no flaws? Come to see me without no draws. In a stretch legs with about ten doors. I was murdered. P. Diddy named me pretty. Who's the best lyricist on Bad Boy? Mm. Oh man! Uh, I respect the fact that you're thinking about this, cause normal motherfuckers be like, it's big, but people really totally disregard that Mace could rap. Right? I mean, shit, you had. Fuck, man! How many people was on Bad Boy? Loon, Loon, Mace, G. Depp, Black G -Dep. Rob, Biggie, Craig Mack, uh, Mark Curry, Mark yeah, Curry. Um. Fuck the 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 white kid. I think he was white. Uh, fuck is his name. He was like the second wave of Bad Boy. Uh, the band. The band. <laughs> Danny Kane. Uh, fuck is that nigga name, bro? He was white. <laughs> he was. He was white. The best lyricist. I'd I'd say G Dep. Really? Yeah. Even even though he. Yeah. Yeah, hey, wild boy. Um, I, I'd say either G. Depaloon. Um, Kane. That was his name. Who? The dude's name. He was named. I think his name was Kane. Sure, I, don't I don't remember. Anything. Yeah, he was a white dude. He didn't last long. Um, uh, the year is nineteen ninety eight. Mace, you are Mace's manager in nineteen ninety eight. He mm -hmm. comes to you and tells you, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to retire." What do you do? Try to get him to make one more album. Okay. Um. Now, what do we ask? Why? Why are we trying to get him to make another album if his space in life isn't in hip hop? Because I think there was a lot going on in '98, mm -hmm. so it might have been. Not now. I wouldn't press him to make it. Okay. I just say, hey, what about doing another album? Because it might have been the fact that it might have, you know, it was a lot going on at Bad Boy. Uh huh. You know, Big died. Street shit. Street shit. You, you know, Puffy didn't know what the hell he wanted to do. Mm hmm. Um, you still had, you know, what East Coast West Coast beef, which they was trying to, you know, quit, you know, put it down, but it was still there. Mm hmm. So it, it could have been a lot of that pressure. Um, so maybe kind of ask him be, and I guess it, it's hard to answer that question because alright so he stepped away from rap he went to be a preacher but then he came back to rap yeah and, and then not, not only did he come back to rap and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that people can't change but he came back right to the same square that he was at. Yeah. He came back to being Murder Mace. You know what I'm saying? Talking that crazy shit. So it was like, why? And and like I said, I'm not trying to say people can't change, 
But why even step away to begin with? Yeah. Instead of just saying, you know what, I need a break. Uh-huh. Let, let me retire for a bit. Or just step away. You think it's a lot easier nowadays to retire from music than it was back then? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easier to come back. Uh-huh. Um, because all I got to do is put something up on YouTube. Yeah. And boom, I'm right back in the spotlight. Whereas if it's 98, if it's 97, 98, and you step away, unless you're, you know, there's, there was no, like, well, I'm not going to say there's no internet, but there were no, the, the media outlets weren't that many. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You had, shit, the major ones, like Planet. Uh-huh. Mm, what else? Um, I ain't thinking nothing else. <laughs> that's it. So, you know, unless you were putting out some on Black Planet or, or somebody was buying an ad, you know, some ad space in um, the Source or Vibe or Double XL to say, "Hey, Mace is coming back out." Well, nobody. He's moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have uh. Wu Tang Clan, uh, shame on a milk. Who has the best verse on this legendary song? Ah, god damn it. Do I have to pick one? It's only nice tonight. Pick two. No, pick two. <laughs> you gotta say, oh, dirty and meth. Uh. Got to. Yo, I, I, I'm gonna say, oh, dirty now. Am I contributing this to the fact that he's probably never sound that good? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Brooklyn Zoo, but that, that's a raw. That's a raw yeah, shit right and, there. And I think that's, that's like you say, that's why, man, because he was actually rapping. Yeah. Something yeah. we knew was capable yeah. of doing. He just, he just it was, I want, I want to have fun. Um, I do got a question now, though. This is a very, very complex question. Out of the four singles off this album, would you switch out any of the regular B-side songs to make it an official single on the album? Mm, I remember. Oh man, good fucking question. Let's see, cause it was cream. Um, I see what the singles were for sure. Let's see the singles were Bring the Ruckus. Can it can it all be so simple? Cream, can it all be so simple? Protect your neck. And Protect your neck, Method Man, Cream, and Can It All Be So Simple. Those are the four singles. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like tears. Um. Yeah, I, I would put Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. 
And that would replace what? I would replace Method Man with that. No, 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 no. Um, I would replace Can It All Be So Simple. Oh. I don't, because I, when I think about it, um, Hmm. Hmm. When I think about it, you can't replace Method Man because that led into his album. Mm-hmm. So that's like a pretty crucial right. part. Yeah, you can't replace Cream because that. I mean, just just the saying itself is iconic. Um. Damn. Yeah, I I, I got I gotta go with you on that one. Um. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at it as what, what's moving the brain along mm-hmm. more. Um, so let's see. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, man, you got to remember, if you're talking about singles, is shit that can be played on the radio. You can't really have a song, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Playing on the box. Um, you got a point there. You got a point there. But I feel like you could switch out. Uh, I feel like that's probably the the only real song that you can really switch out. I don't feel like that was radio friendly. Shame on the nigga. No, no, no. Can can it all be so simple? Um, it it wasn't, but the beat was it's iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was the beat. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Craig, Craig Matt Flavor in your ear. Oh. Remix. Niggas is mad, I get more butt than ass trains. Fuck a fair one, I get mine the fast way. Ski mask way, nigga ransom no. Ooh, I got another crazy question for you though. Let's say Craig Bat had to break out album instead of Biggie, and Big caught on later, like Mace, like around Mace era. Did does Bad Boy become the legendary label it is known to be today? Mm, yes. Really? Yeah. Because I'm trying to think who came out with with that Ready to Die album. Um, it didn't seem like there was a lot. That, that album stood out. If Ready to Die came out in 98, the same way it came out in 94, 95, mm-hmm. it has still been the same album. It, it, it has still had the same impact. Um, Craig Mack I mean that's a fair question because I think Craig Mack just came out too early he was the first he was the first album on Bad Boy mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't a bad album really I never heard it, it it's a lot of uh, you know what I'm going to say about 99.7% of people have not heard that album <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. They just heard the remake. Yeah, and, like, and that's it. I I think probably like a cool maybe five to seven years ago. I didn't realize the the original had a, had a video. <laughs> uh, like it's like damn. When this um, come out? This came out. This must have came out after the remix. Because 
I didn't I didn't know who Biggie was. I remember my man Anthony. We we was driving around and he just put he put the whole CD. I think I stole his CD. Oh, yeah, what a way to incriminate yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Statue of limitations, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember listening to it. And then um, Biggie came out, and then you just totally forgot about Craig Mack. Um, yeah, so like I said, I think Craig Mack came out too early. But if Ready to Die came out in 97, 98, Bad Boy would have been, I think they would have been a bigger label. Mm-hmm. Because it would have been a bigger force for Death Row to, to you know what I'm saying, go up against, per se. Okay. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But if we think in, like, 98, 97, 98, wouldn't the competition be the Rough Riders and No Limit? Are they? Mm-mm. No, no Limit? 98? Yeah, I think. DMS dropped in 98. Um, oh, shit. That'd have been a good. That'd have been a good run. Man, that that'd have been a hell of a trifecta. Oh. Rough Riders, No Limit. We still had Death Row. Yeah. No, no, you oh. didn't. No, you didn't. Cause Snoop Drake was gone by then. Snoop was gone. Oh yep. uh, no, Snoop dropped Dogfather. If I'm correct. Dre left in '96. And then, Dogfather was ninety six. I apologize. Okay, he didn't have an album in ninety eight. Oh, or was it? Because when did he go to No Limit? No Limit was ninety eight. Okay, so yeah, so Death Row was pretty much done. So so you still had so you still so it would have been Bad Boy, No Limit, Rough Riders, um, you still had So So Death. Some yeah. reason Jermaine Dupree was still up there. Yeah. Um, organized Noise was still. They they had a little bump. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Bad Boy would have had because then he'd have been pushing, he'd have been pushing big, out with that Total run. Total yeah. still had a little a little a little run in there too. And then at the same time, man, it could have been, you know, we we might be talking about an alternate universe where if that dropped in 97, if Ready to Die dropped in 97, maybe Big doesn't go to California. Let's go with the alternate universe. Mm -hmm. I think this should be a whole fucking episode, by the way. Mm -hmm. But alternate universe. Does Pac still die? And he'd be the only casualty of hip hop and niggas learn from that? Yeah, because remember, Pac died in 96. Yeah. And so, Pac died in 96 because Suge Knight got him out of prison mm-hmm. and took him out to the West Coast. Okay. Um. He's still, he, he's, you know, Death Row is still doing what they're doing out there. Pac still runs up against Orlando Anderson. Uh-huh. It still goes down. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I Ooh, think this is going to be such a good episode when we do this. I can't wait to do this. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I think now, if uh, let's say the movie Above the Rim never comes out, Pac never goes to New York. 
Mm. Pac doesn't go to do go to New York. He doesn't link up. He doesn't bump into Haitian Jack and uh, Jimmy the Henchman. They don't rob him in Quad Studios. He doesn't have that animosity. He doesn't go to prison. Suge Knight never gets him out of prison. Mm. That night at the MGM never happens. Mm. Oh man, I gotta write this one out. This yeah. is gonna be next level shit. Yeah. This shit funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit hard. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I gotta. I can't wait to write this one out. Yeah. Uh, last last song of the night is uh, Murder Inc. I'm sorry, Ja Rule. Uh, Holla Holla Remix, Ja, Jay-Z, Vita, Black Job, Ty, Murder, uh, uh, Myth Bleak, and Busta Rhymes. Boo! It's Murder! Hova, Hova, we taking over, soldier, soldier. It's Murder! I'm here for that paper, player, fuck one time. I'm here to break your player, one time. Make you scream and holla, partner, when I block a partner. When I squeeze, niggas scream like... We murderers. How important was it for Irv and Ja to align themselves with Rockefeller and Rough Riders? I'm still so fucking mad. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn it. You already know what I'm going to say. Yes, there's no murder egg out <sighs> as a group. That shit would have been. Because I, I remember hearing that song once. Uh huh. I remember hearing it once on a radio. Um. Because I only thought it was a like a DJ exclusive. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to be a DJ at a radio station to get it. Because uh-huh. at the time I was living in actually I was living in Delaware. That's why I heard it. That's why I heard it. So I think I might have been somewhere between. I was either in Philly or DC, one of the two, and I heard it. Um, and so. Yeah, um, it was back, back, back to your question. Um, it was hella important because we all thought that fucking Murder Inc. album was coming out, and that goddamn Double XL magazine cover, fucking Jay Z. <laughs> Got a question though. How many albums do you get out of that? Two. You really think they're going to get... You really think they was going to give you two albums? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Alternate Universe. Oh, I can't wait to do this episode. I can't do it. Um, alternate Hip-Hop uh, Alternate Universe. Maybe... Ooh. Nah, you know what? I'm thinking they do one album. One album. They do one album, and they doing interviews, people asking, and they just like, oh, we don't got it. We did yeah. it already. Um... Yeah, that'd have been one strong album. But it'd have been a hell of an album, man. God damn it. And they, I'm, I guess I'm just so mad that they had me completely gassed up because that fucking magazine cover. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this is about to be this about to be the shit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is dope. Um, uh, I will leave everyone with this. I was watching Fat Joe on The Crown, Elliot Wilson's The Crown, doing an interview. And the one thing that he said was, that stuck with me, and I hope it sticks with everyone. 
relationships are worth more than money. And that makes all the sense in the world because you spend all the money in the world, but if you have a solid relationship with someone, they'll help you. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave you guys with that. Any shout outs, Aline? Um, Nah. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> shout, shout out. Shout out to uh, shout out to Norm Regular. Go stream Norm's projects or all streaming platforms. Shout out to Stacy Raw Brown Sugar Podcast. Shout out to Low from the Desk of Low. Shout out to Jr. Swift. Shout out to Lauren. Shit vegans eat. Uh, shout out to Pre. It's Pre. It's Pre. The. Mm. It's predestined the podcast. She'll be on next, but I just I I want to get your, your shit right, so I'll ask you when you're on. Um, how the fuck we say this correctly? Uh, so boom. Um, four twenty wrap up podcast. Uh, shout out to them over there in the West Coast. They're doing great things over there. Shout out to Coach Class Podcast. Shout out to all the podcasts. Oh, shout out to uh Miss Jade and. Um, Nina Ross, shout out to Miss Jade and Nina Ross on their new podcast, On the Run, the podcast presented by Hip Hop 1987. Um, pretty dope podcast. Um, I was watching before I, I came on here. Wait a minute, you're record. talking about Miss Jade, Miss Jade? Yeah, yeah, man. She still raps, still a phenomenal Bruh. MC. Um, man, I'm and, so- yeah, another podcast. <laughs> What's wrong? What's no, up? I'm just saying she she should have she was. Now nah, I'm gonna say was. If you say she's still rapping, she's still hell of a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And her and Timberland, that was just his beats, her lyrics, mm-hmm. and she was just she wasn't talking about the shit that Lil Kim and them was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of, kind of like we talk about Cardi versus Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got. Commercial versus a real rapper. Miss J was a is a real fucking rapper. Mm-hmm. Still listen to that album. Shout out to yeah. her. Um, anyway, yeah. shout out to her and Nina Ross. Congratulations on the new podcast. And you know how we end this all the time. Baltimore County, fucking forever. <laughs>